0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.
1: Well, speaking of things local, sustainable Dunedin City has changed its name recently to uh, Resilient Dunedin to better reflect uh, the needs in the current transitional climate. On the line to talk a little bit more about that and about Resilient Dunedin's priorities at the moment, uh, Chair um, uh, Fiona Clements, and also uh, we're going to talk with later. Hayet, who's uh, working with the organisation as well. And Morena, lovely to have both of you with us. Uh, thanks for joining us bright and early on this awesome morning show. George, perhaps, perhaps we could uh, start uh, with a little bit of an explanation as to why the organisation felt it needed to, to make this change in terms of its name. Sustainable Dunedin City seemed to speak quite clearly as to what you were doing, so what is the priority now?
0: Well, we uh, we kind of felt that sustainable, um, whilst it's a really great description of of the ideal and and while um, it's a word that's understood by many, uh, the future is actually increasingly looking like a mix of mitigation, adaption and triage and resilience is essentially the ability to withstand and build your own capacity to cope beyond surviving. So we're kind of We're kind of at this crux point where we understand, we understand what the future is that we're needing to move towards this carbon zero um, future in our climate crisis. And I guess we wanted to portray that uh, we need to actually kind of hold firm and stand where we are and build our resilience from the things that we have now um, instead of trying to economically gut um our, our humanity basically by keeping on trying to do what we're doing now because we are an unsustainable resource use
1: thanks for that Fiona. so in terms of uh, the the work of the organization does this name change indicate any shift in priorities or activities
0: um it has we've taken it's in the past we've mostly just done submissions to local and central government um, as a group, um, especially since um, we've taken over in the past three years. Uh, but now we've um, gathered a group of really interested individuals and um, and groups that are already working in this area uh, around composting um, because we uh, it actually started with some very frustrated community members. Um, who um, needed, who really wanted to see some change and wanted to be supported in this area and weren't being supported by the council. And that's been happening for about two years or so. And they came to us um, with those frustrations and I, it was either um, embarrass the council or do something about it. And so we kind of chose to do something about it um, and that was to create this advocacy group called the Ōtipote Compost Collective. Um, our goals are to scale up commercial composting, uh, and create decentralised community harvest for Dunedin City and work on and educate people about why composting is incredibly necessary these days because it is the food waste that's in our landfill that's creating the methane and the greenhouse gas emissions and we need to minimise that as soon as possible.
1: Most of us understand what composting looks like uh, in our own personal home environments. What does commercial composting comprise? What does it look like?
0: It's just larger scale. Um, It might be done in in a kind of um, windrow system, which is big, long rows where things are turned by a by a digger, or, which is what's just been put up in Waitaki. Um, it might look like pallet um, bins. Um, there's a few, whole bunch of different ways of doing composting, um, but it's basically a, at a large enough scale that we can deal with our central business district and hospitality composting, because that's what's being left out of the equation with this with the um, long-term plan and the um, the new curbside recycling composting bins that they're proposing. There's nothing in place for the Central Business District at this point.
1: This has been an opportunity right now, I guess, to, to make submissions around that. Have, have you or will you speak to the Council in its 10-year plan deliberations?
0: We are speaking this afternoon at 1.25pm. If you'd like to watch live on their live stream or like to be there in person, we'll be up in the Edinburgh Room of the Municipal Chambers.
1: And what are you hoping to see in terms of a commitment from the Council?
0: Uh, we have actually been talking to them quite a lot about this, and we are working with them on this. We are looking for land, available land at the moment, um, that is viable and so we've actually just received a 5k grant from the waste minimization grant from the DCC um, to start scoping land and work on the resource consent situation because that's actually the part that people don't have is consent to compost on land and that's the bureau- bureaucratic part that people need help with and that's what we're here to help with.
1: Would it be fair to say that one of the other things that people need help with is is understanding how to compost correctly? I, I know we've we still struggle, don't we, with uh, with recycling of of our general waste and recyclable rubbish? And in different parts of the country, recycling looks different. Uh, these are not necessarily simple issues to get their heads around, your heads around, but or are they?
0: Well. I mean, it all depends on how interested you are in building up the soil, I guess. But yes, we do need to educate on why composting is important and how to compost properly. Because it does depend what you put in on how it breaks down. And we've got a lot of these biodegradable products that are out there at the moment. which people think will just break down. They don't break down in landfill because it's not the right space for that. And they also need to be at the right temperature in a commercial composting system to break down. And a lot of people are using those as solutions to the single use disposable problem, whereas actually we really just need to get to reusables and start composting our organic waste. And we will have, we, you know, a lot of our waste will stop going to landfill if we did those two things. <sighs>
1: Laeta, let's bring you in since you're you're with us this morning. Tell us a little bit ab- about yourself and and why you became involved with what was Sustainable Dunedin City and now Resilient Dunedin.
2: Um, thank you, Jeff. Uh, I'm the currently acting as the secretary in the treasurer for um, Resilient Dunedin, and uh, to be honest, I started with a Sustainable Dunedin City. Um, to be part of the community in in this um, on this journey, I feel that we really need to engage with the community and um, assist them in understanding what really needs to be done on the ground. Which is another aspect of why we wanted to shift to resilient Dunedin. And um, I I've got an environmental science background from um, university, and it's always been my passion and focused on. Uh, looking after the environment not just uh using it and um leaving it to uh, struggle in a sense and extracting all the resources from it um so that's essentially in a summary why I got on I'm just very passionate about this but uh also I can see how um the community as you said um does need some assistance in in understanding you know why are we doing this and Uh, People are very busy, but I feel that they are also willing to make a shift and change to something better and not just uh, surviving, you know, day to day, like actually feeling that we can do something and I feel like getting involved with the community and um, lifting them up and actually showing what we can do together. is is worth something? It, you know, big change because otherwise we're all just individually struggling. And um,
1: yeah. In terms That'll of yeah. yeah, in terms of the organisation itself, resilient Dunedin. What's what's the the health of the organisation? Is it a, is it large? Is it small? Is it a large focused group? Or you know, do you need to build um, interest and involvement with resilient Dunedin too to follow through on these projects?
2: Um, we are fairly small at the moment. We are, and we yes, we do need to build more um, involvement. We'd like to have more um, members on board. Uh, the more people there is, the more hands that can assist with things. As you know, we are uh, all doing this um, voluntarily. So, and uh, any funding that we get is purely. It doesn't go to paying people. It goes to the resources and and, um, and uh, the actual work that needs to be done. So we definitely love some more members, um, and this project, the with the Otipoti Compost Collective, um, is basically one aspect of how we can show Brazilian in helping the community, and um, and achieve
1: something essentially so yes. yeah that um, that project in itself i imagine for for those of you who are directly involved in resilient Dunedin will be taking the majority of your time and effort at the moment but as you look longer look further down the track let's say you get you gain some progress on this uh, this composting initiative uh, what what else uh, do does the group think is the priorities right now
0: uh, well, to be honest, I haven't really thought past getting composting happening because it's so lacking in our city um, that that's such a huge project. Um, but there's definitely a whole bunch of things we We've got a lot of mitigation to do in our city we've We've been uh, left behind for quite some time um, in our infrastructure. Um, you know like our waste infrastructure to begin with is just actually really lacking. Uh, We could be doing a whole bunch of things um, for our city. Um, uh, Yeah, we could be planting our berms as well. We could ban glyphosate. I mean, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that are going to come along with this composting um, scenario to, um, to change our city, really.
1: If someone's interested in finding out more about Resilient Dunedin, perhaps they believe they might have something to offer, or they might want to just simply find out, um, you know, what it is you've been talking about this morning, and 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 understand the concepts and understand the the problems a little bit better. What's the best way for people to inform themselves and engage with Resilient Dunedin?
0: Yeah, they can email us directly on ResilientDunedin at gmail.com if they want to join either Resilient Dunedin or the Ōtepote Compost Collective um, but we also have uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter pages uh, and you'll find those at Resilient Dunedin.
1: And just remind uh, us when you're making that submission this afternoon?
0: Uh, this afternoon, uh, I've actually got two, one twenty 1.20 and one twenty-five pm today. We'll be in the Edinburgh Room.
1: All right, well We can watch that online or we can get there in person perhaps and uh, find out what it's all about. Uh, no doubt we will touch base further down the track uh, as Resilient Dunedin continues its great work. Um, Fiona and to thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on the awesome morning show.
0: Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff.
1: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.